Schemy Pete! Schemy Pete's scenarios. Schemy Pete's scenarios. Schemy Pete's scenarios. Schemy Pete's scenarios. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Skimmy Pete Scenarios. I believe this is episode 18, and this is a remote version of the podcast where I'm talking on Skype with my old friend, Stephen Baker, who is... Hello. Hello. <laughs> and, and you you are a... Uh, someone has described you as a rich man's Louis C.K. Or, <laughs> or a poor man's Bill Burr. A poor... Uh, or a middle... Middle average waged um, Whoopi Goldberg, maybe. <laughs> middle, middle of the road Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> uh, and you're in you're in Scotland. I'm in New Zealand, uh, yep. which is about as far away as we can get from each other. So yep. we're doing a remote podcast, and hopefully people won't be too angry um, because we know each other so well that we can uh, you know imagine we can infer what each other's body language and facial expressions will be by now. Yep, yep. So what expression do, am I doing like now? A telepathy podcast. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm guessing like an eyebrow raised or a finger <laughs> in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually. Um, yeah, a <laughs> telepathy both. podcast would be fairly <laughs> indistinguishable from, I guess, silence for an hour and a half. <laughs> Therefore, yeah. no one can tell the difference and you get the credit for inventing it. <laughs> patent it and then we can uh, profit from any kind of silence wake people yep. up and uh, say hey you're using our copyrighted material <laughs> can't prove, prove you're, you're not, not. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I you've listened to this this podcast before i have yes um, which episode did you listen to last uh i didn't listen to the most recent one because it just popped up um oh, yeah Somebody called Becky, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know her. Um, she's on the podcast a few times. <laughs> um, she uh, she's away right now, which is why we're free to do a podcast uh, in silence, relative silence. Um, yep. Over there, it must be ten o'clock at night or something, right? Nine o'clock. Nine-ish, yeah, sounds about right. And here it's ten in the morning, so mm -hmm. a good use of both of our time, equally good use. Uh, is yep. uh, a few scenarios. You're familiar with the concept of scenarios? Yes. Of course you are. Many. So many, so many already. And uh, let's, let's start recording one. You need to cross a great desert. The desert is purely sand dunes with no oasis, roads, or any signs of life for 100 kilometers. To help you with your journey, you may bring anything you like as long as you can lift it. What do you bring, and how do you cross the desert? Hmm. What do I that, bring? So um, do I have any, anything on me, or it's just like I'm nude? You can choose. And I can carry like your, one thing. You're nude. And they say, um, you can bring anything to the desert. You're like in a matrix waiting room. You remember like the matrix where it's all white and he just chooses guns from the rack and clothing and stuff. You can have right. anything you want. You, your only test is that you can lift it 
and then you can chuck it into the start point of the desert. And you can, if you can, you can do that as many times as you want over the course of say an hour, you can, you can say, um, car, lift the car high over your head with ease and then <laughs> put the car into the desert, etc. You just, anything you want, you, you know, snack, small sandwich, lift that easily, chuck it in the desert. So you got right. whatever you can lift individually. And so I, I can only have one. Now, as many things as you want. Oh, as many as I want. And one at a time? Yeah, you have to lift them one at a time and then chuck them into the desert. Okay, and then I go into the desert and I'm stuck with them, with yes. whatever I picked? Yes, and then there's mm. no going back. Oh, man. So Morpheus is like, right then, strip off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, this is how you get your training. Get on with it. <laughs> All right, Morpheus. I'll fall for it again. <laughs> uh, I'm watching. Um, Morpheus so, was not played by Bill Cosby. As yeah, far as I know. <laughs> he was handing out pills, though. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, a bit more, a bit more obvious though. You get to pick which one. <laughs> no, mate, uh, what's his name? Matrix Boy Neo. He didn't answer, ask many many questions about the pill. Just was in a room yeah. full of goths, <laughs> and the goth said, if you take this pill, you'll find out how far the rabbit hole goes. I oh, don't need to know anything about the compounds in this pill. No further information. Yeah, I'll put this magic red glowing thing in my body. Yep. That's, yeah, that's good enough. Yep, done. <laughs> it's, it's not risk-averse on Neo. Um, I guess you can choose. What are you going to choose for your desert thing, though? Hmm. So being the desert, because uh, I'm somewhat of a vampire, uh, I would probably need a, an umbrella to start, which I could yeah. also maybe use to collect water somehow, even though there isn't any there, but I'll oh. comfort myself with that idea. Um, <laughs> maybe a, a really big umbrella. one. <laughs> oh, like a really wide umbrella. One Very wide golf. Yeah. Maybe like an umbrella hat. So I don't have oh. to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like a sombrero? <laughs> uh, that could work. It has to be like uh, tinfoil covered to reflect all the, the light. So, oh. <laughs> so a nude man walking the desert with a tinfoil sombrero. That's a good start. <laughs> that's a good start. Perhaps that's uh, all you'll need. I think that could be. Um so I can I can bring more things. So maybe yeah. uh, some sandals would do. Yeah. Sandals. Um, Walking through sand with sandals. Hmm. Or well, it might be quite hot. Yeah. It'll be torturous. I know maybe you haven't shoes. been to New Zealand in a while, but sometimes, like on the the west coast, the black sand beach just gets so hot you can't even run through it with bare feet. Or and and sandals or flip flops they make it worse because the hot sand gets trapped. In between your foot, the only option yep. is shoes off and sprint. That's it. Just mm, sprint. I won't be able to do that for long. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you take Richard Simmons with you, the cardio <laughs> guy, he'll motivate you to keep going. You'll yeah. Make. So maybe, maybe some sort of iPod with Richard Simmons MP3s on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just Richard Simmons. He can carry you. <laughs> I have to be able to carry him. Yeah, yeah, you just, you just have to pick them up once, and then <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe some gumboots would be better. Mm. 
I for, suppose. for long walks. Uh, yeah. Long walks through the desert with a hiking boots or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, this for a hundred kilometers through heavy sand at a high pace, you'll probably get there in ten days if you're fast and walking ten kilometers a day through sand, which wouldn't be too easy. You know, every time you walk through sand, you're pushing a lot of the sand sand backwards with your foot. Like if you mm. walk up a sand dune, it's so inefficient and you get so tired. Um, if can I have things that don't exist? <laughs> uh, uh, nothing that's magic. Right. Okay. Uh, maybe some sort of water, or not water, like some sort of a filter where I could get uh, salt out of the sand, so I don't lose all my electrolytes, and then I'd somehow have um, what are those beetles that can just collect water with their wings? Uh, a team of of beetles who can. <laughs> get the water out of the air and put them in my water bottle. And then ah, that's me. <laughs> that's a good idea. I mean, I'm thinking you probably couldn't lift a camel. Because I no. think that's how people might have done it in the old days, is lift a camel. If we got like, uh, do they have like pygmy camels? <laughs> You get a from baby. the circus or something. Circus cow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you got a lot of small animals, like a team of huskies. Yep. Oh, no, oh, they would not sort of do well. Yeah, they would do horribly in the desert. A team of baby camels. I could, um, I could trick Morpheus into allowing me into a different environment where I could genetically modify camels to be small, and then I could put them in this other one. And then have a sled. Yep, that works. Yeah, a lot of genetically modified camels. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a sled. Yeah, a your sled. umbrella, um, your tinfoil um, sombrero, umbrella thing. My um, my my gang of beetles. <laughs> gang of beetles. <laughs> Gum boots. Yeah, um, <laughs> and no clothes because why? Why not? Why would you have clothes? There's there's no point because you're in the desert. Yep. Don't need clothes, right? Can just sand in freely. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you might um, be able to have some sort of filter that returns your urine into somewhat drinkable liquid. Some would argue our urine is a drinkable <laughs> liquid. <laughs> some would. Some <laughs> um, uh, maybe on this call. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Would any of those people agree that poo is also an edible <laughs> substance? <laughs> so maybe if I pee on the beetles, they can. It's just more efficient that way. They can filter the water droplets. Even maybe shit on the beetles as well. <laughs> uh, I guess water would be the main concern. Also, heat stroke, heat stroke, and water. Yeah, uh, and also being cold at night. Uh, that's true. Um, I could do like on Star Wars and like cut open a, a camel and climb inside. Yeah, just have enough camels, like the number you need to carry you plus the number of days um, that you'll be traveling. So you can have one a day. And then they've got yep. food sorted as well. Food is done. Yeah, it's like the Mongols apparently. They just took extra horses who could go as fast as they could and then they just ate the spare ones. And keep going. Ah, 
Well, Apparently. Resourceful. It's the wrong podcast if you want to learn about that, but um, that's what I heard. <laughs> it's, well, what if I do want to learn about the Mongols? <laughs> uh, You've got a friend okay. from Mongolia, a friend called Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he's, <laughs> he's a hilarious guy. Anyway, well, he'll be on the podcast one day. We won't talk much about Larry. But, um, <laughs> Um, I think your your plan for a team of genetically modified mini camels for sustenance as well as sorry warmth at night too, right? So you have to cut <laughs> the camel. I open. could just I could just hug them. They'll, they'll <laughs> you hug them. Yeah, you huddle <laughs> up with all your camels. But then you're gonna eat one of them. <laughs> the one in the night that annoyed you the most gets eaten yeah. the next week. <laughs> I'll slaughter him in front of his friends and then eat him. What are the camels uh, maybe, gonna eat? Well, maybe they could eat some of the beetles. <laughs> so you <got> thousands of beetles. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the number of camels you need to cross the desert plus the number of one camel per day you'll be traveling, and the number of beetles that you'll need to collect water plus feed the camels <laughs> for each day that of camel being alive during your journey. Yes. So a swarm of beetles <laughs> that will blot out the sun, uh, uh, like a big gaggle of camels and a tinfoil sombrero. I think yep. that's perhaps no the clothes. best. <laughs> no, no other <laughs> other than gumboots, because what's the point? <laughs> I think it's possibly the best answer ever from the scenarios um, ever ever given, because just because the mental image alone of you naked. That's other things. <laughs> All right, let's 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 put that as your final answer. Yes, lock it in. You become immune to any ill effects caused by one type of natural disaster but you become intensely more sensitive to the effects of another. What type of disaster do you choose for immunity and what type do you choose for extra sensitivity? Hmm. So something natural that I can be immune to and something else that I basically die from immediately or... Um, or or much not more as, sensitive. Not extreme. Much like more if, it's, if you do an earthquake, you'll be going, you'll be thrown all over the place and if a yep. building comes down you're absolutely smashed there's no chance of survival um, but if you choose earthquake for your immunity then even if the building falls on you because of an earthquake it cannot kill you even if you're at the bottom of you know the world trade center and the earthquake goes off which some people claim happened not me but um, mm. that's yeah that's not uh, I guess that's not what happened but let's say an earthquake hypothetically brought down a massive skyscraper and you're at the bottom of it and the whole thing collapsed on your head, uh, you'd be fine. You'd just, you'd just be stuck for a while. And no, that's a nil effect. You'd be fine. You'd be able to burrow out immediately with, with no effort or energy expenditure. Mm. So mm, there's a sensible answer and then I could go try to think something ridiculous. Um, what's, what's the sensible answer? Well, I'm, again, a vampire, so... Somewhat of a of a vampire. So the sun, I would want to be considering the you know the fate of the world and the whole universe. Yeah. Uh, more immune to the sun, 
So maybe I could even go to the sun. That'd be interesting. Um, well, like a natural disaster from the sun, like a solar flare or something. Just, just the sun itself. I guess that is kind like, of a natural disaster. Yeah, for me, it is walking around in um <laughs> in <enough>. Australia <laughs> with yeah. a, no sunscreen. Twenty minutes oh. later, I'm dead. <laughs> That's right. I remember when you died. <laughs> <laughs> remember the the time we went to uh, we called in sick and went to Alton Towers. And we were there all day in the sun. That's and right. Larry goes at like four o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, how are you going to explain to your boss that you're sunburned? <laughs> oh, <That's> what? Right. <laughs> oh, we just say I was outside in the garden. <laughs> what happened then? How did you explain that? Uh, I just called in sick for the rest of the week. Nice. We could have gone to Alton Towers for way more days. Yep. And then for some reason they thought I was in hospital. So uh, I don't know how they got that idea. <laughs> oh, so you got get well cards and stuff? No, they were just really uh, concerned when I came back. Oh, right. Oh, I was fine. And I looked quite fine too. A bit of a tan. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> oh, you look like you've been on holiday, not in a hospital. <laughs> yeah, I got lots of x-rays and they had the effect of darkening my skin. I don't know. Um, I went to a hospital uh, at one point and... Um, this guy who was the manager for the contractors, like not not at the company I was contracted to at the time, but like the you know the recruiter, he shows yeah. up at the hospital the next morning, and while my gown open pajama, <laughs> you know, pajama <laughs> thing, standard hospital issue blue robe with no bum cover <laughs> for regular height people <laughs> yes it's xxxl and it's just like a massive moo um, moo on me with most of my legs showing um yep and he just rolled up i don't know if he thought i was pretending to be sick or not but he seemed pretty concerned oh, that was oh, cool. actually here see you what? Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh you're not thinking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Dodgy. I didn't mean to interrupt your scenario answer. Well, if you've got, mm. if the sun is the sensible answer, what is the uh, not so sensible answer? Or better answer, some might say. Better answer, yes, that's right. So any natural disaster that I would get. I, I, th I think I like earthquake. I think going the opposite way. So if you're in an earthquake, I'll be walking down the street. I'll go on holiday to Wellington or something where there's all the earthquakes and I'll just have like a bike helmet and like skater elbow pads and stuff. And when there's an earthquake, I'll just zorb down the hill or something with no zorb, just be overly affected by this shaking ground <laughs> <laughs> you get free transport everywhere, especially yeah. in Wellington, where it's, Pretty much in a perpetual <laughs> state of earthquake. Yep. But when the ground is Japan. still, everyone, uh, <laughs> Wellington and Japan are exactly the same. They got <laughs> that, that, what is it, that Pacific um, Rim or whatever it's called, that cone of fire. What's it called? That, that big tectonic plate that goes straight through Wellington, also straight through Japan. Is it a rim or ring? Uh, ring yeah, of fire. Ring of fire. That might be it. I, I don't know, but I, I guess capitalizing on um, the sensitivity is a good idea. But which one would you pick for your immunity? So just immunity the sun. would be just the sun. Yeah. 
I, I might be a normal person. <laughs> but <thanks. laughs> I've never been to the beach. <laughs> this is what daytime looks like? Yeah, the day walker. <laughs> uh, will the other vampires get angry at you? Uh, yes. Oh, that's good. Oh, hang on. So a lot of people in the in who's listening to this, they they don't know that what you mean by vampire. They probably imagining oh, right. that you're like black lipstick and all that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I probably should clear that up. So um, <laughs> not not all the time. Now I don't wear any lipstick or anything. That kind of vampire, like that. Um, what was that Thomas the Tank Engine song over those goths dancing under like a a bridge or something like that. Have you seen that video? I haven't seen that. Ah, oh, it's so funny. Um, yeah, all these really hardcore goths with like um, these dance lights and everything as if they were ravers, but they're fully goth. And someone had put Thomas the Tank Engine music over it and they're just dancing like really hardcore. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah, the so, kind of good vampire you are? No, the opposite. <laughs> what? So, yeah, so, I'm just a... Just a uh, sensitive, sun, sun-sensitive sun redhead. That's basically it. Other than that, a seemingly normal person. Ah, because you live in Scotland. So that's how you can, you're fine there. It's basically your natural habitat. Yep. Almost. Ah, yes, perfect. I evolved to live here. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically evolved to live here. <laughs> to, to live in Scotland. Are you enjoying it in Scotland? I do. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. What's your favorite like, thing in, in Scotland? Um, well, the people are pretty friendly. Um, yeah. It's like London, but without heaps of the shittiness of London. So it's oh. got like nice, nice pubs, very close things, good architecture, friendly people. Uh, no tube. I can yeah. walk everywhere. Oh. Um, lots of parks, lots of burgers. Oh, I remember the burgers, yes. Uh, yep. Any new good burgers hang, uh, come along since we did our burger mission? Um, I've been going there. They have a secret lunch menu, which is like six pounds for a burger with chips, which is very cheap. What makes it's it the secret? Best. You know, it's just not advertised. You sort of dine in, which is cost uh. a lot more. But if you want takeaway, they bring out this shabby bit of paper with a couple of different ones. Uh, and it's very cheap and just oh. as good. Oh, Wow. Bread, oh, bread man. meets bread. I really like bread meets bread. Hmm. I like that California one they did, and they serve it with poutine, don't they? Yes. If you order it. Oh, glaze poutine, which I can't remember why it's glaze on the front of it, but something to do with Glasgow. Um, oh. I don't know. It's poutine. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah, it really was. Now I'm obsessed with these burgers. I haven't had a good burger in a while. I really miss them. Maybe I'll make some burgers later. Anyway, we're kind of drifting off topic. Your final answer <laughs> was uh, immunity to the sun and extra sensitivity for to earthquakes so that you can absorb around when you're in <laughs> an earthquake-proof zone or prominent yeah. area. Nice. For, for comical effect. You get elected as the official guy who bans stuff, and you've got a quota to meet. You've got three things to ban. What are you going to ban? I could just ban absolutely anything. Yeah. 
even the yeah. concept of banning. Mm. Is it permanent or can I unban what? or set it to be temporary ban? No, no you're not going to go unban stuff. You're going to go ban stuff and then it's like uh-huh. a all, you know, pr- you know, bureaucratic rigmarole to get stuff unbanned again because, you know, <laughs> uh, you're, you're just elected as that guy who bans stuff and you've got a quota to meet. Right, okay. Um, hmm. What could I ban? Um, I think for fun, uh, I would ban all computers. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, let's get to set everyone back a bit. <laughs> Try and figure out how you run that water dam now, buddy. Without a computer. <laughs> yeah. I think it would um, yeah. create a few plants. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll create a lot of jobs. That's for sure. <laughs> Heaps of jobs. Heaps of jobs that no one wants to do. Yep. Um, since I don't really have to suffer any consequences, um, maybe I would ban cars as well. Okay. So no computers, no cars. You have to walk everywhere. You have to do everything manually. Um, unless your job is working with a computer. I, I, stuffed. Your job involves a computer. <laughs> Does it matter? Uh, that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> You're out of work. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I've got this new job banning things, so I'm, I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go and collect my paper check and walk it down to the branch at the bank to collect my notes. <laughs> well, they're going to stamp on things and then they're going to mail it somewhere. Yep. And, oh, man. <laughs> I don't think they can even use phones anymore. They'd have to use a switchboard. Or is that a type of computer? No, that's a switch. Yeah, that was pre-computers, I think. It has to be actually a computer. Right, like a, with a CPU or something. Yeah. So okay. Some, some electronic devices will be allowed if they're not, like, running Windows, basically. All right, microwaves. Cars will stop work, start working anyway, but you've banned them. What about buses and stuff? Are they included in cars? Um, buses will be okay. I think people need to learn how to live without those things. There's some value yeah. there. And then the, uh, the bureaucrats can eventually bring them back. But once everyone's learned some lessons. But then, <laughs> just to shake it up, uh, I'm going to ban bureaucrats. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no coming back unless <laughs> yeah. people just enact it magically or without bureaucracy. Yep. So thanks a lot. You've just set the world back by 100 years. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least 100 years. That's, that's excellent. So computers, cars, like personal cars. What about motorbikes? Um, no, i ban those two. Okay. Any personal transport. Right. What about bikes? Like just pedal bikes? Uh, I will allow bikes. Okay. Any motorized private transport. What about a private helicopter? Only if it's pedal powered. <laughs> <laughs> pedal <laughs> I looked, you can't buy pedal copters. Probably something about the physics. Yeah. <laughs> how, how fast would you have to cycle? <laughs> Very fast. Um, <laughs> the amount of downforce you'd have to generate in air alone would be yep. equal to you plus the helicopter plus however much lift you wanted. And mm-hmm. that's a hell of a lot of downforce. Yep. I mean, have you ever been near a helicopter when it's landed or taken off? 
Yes. That's the worst thing, right? It's just everything that was on the ground or in the air is being blasted radially yep. away from underneath the helicopter. And it's loud. Yep. Yeah, really loud. And you're tempted to just walk just normally, but for some reason you put your head down even though the blade is like three metres above the ground. <laughs> I didn't take ducking, you that risk. Ducking by 10 centimetres somehow is going to help. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it's just the knowledge that there's this insanely dangerous insta-death just yep. up there, and you really <laughs> want to have a good margin of error. You don't want to just proudly stride forward and go, if it hits me, it hits me. It's someone else's fault. There should have been a warning on the label of the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get to come back from that mistake. There's no comeback. It's insta-explosion insta of head. If it yes. just touches you or even becomes That's close true. to touching. I could maybe next time I go on a helicopter, I'll do like that military crawl. Instead of <laughs> <walking>. <laughs> just be extra safe. Extra, <laughs> burrow a little tunnel under the, under the ground and <laughs> come up underneath the helicopter. <laughs> Would you just get on the bloody helicopter? No. <laughs> Health and safety. <laughs> Stick up a lot. Occupational safe and healthy, <laughs> health and safety guidelines. Uh, so, okay, so private motorized transport. Yep. Uh, computers and bureaucracy. In a similar type of electoral process, you get made the guy in charge of determining the minimum wage. What do you set it to, if any? Hmm. The minimum wage, eh? Um, so I would set the minimum wage to be zero. I wouldn't have ah. a minimum wage. Okay. Why not? Well... Um, so the minimum wage is a fantastic idea when you look at it on its face, but when you start to look into the effects it has, it's, uh, it's not that good. It has detrimental effects on people. So it's really good when you have a job and you just suddenly get a pay rise, but it's not good for the people that don't have a job. Right, because businesses uh, can no longer afford to hire those people because it would cost too much to hire them versus the amount of money they'd make for the business. Pretty much. Um, it's basically, if you look at it a different way, it's a ban on you personally selling your labor at a price that you want. So say the minimum wage was $10 or £10 or whatever, mm -hmm. and your skills, you know, you didn't do, you mucked around at school, didn't do any training, your skills are basically just your showing up and doing something. Maybe that's something yeah. worth five pounds. You're not allowed to sell your skills because um, the price is 10. You, you're banned, basically. The minimum wage law bans you from selling your labor for anything that it's actually worth. So a person who runs a business will say, okay, well, I've got to pay you 10 pounds. What can you do? That's worth ten pounds. You know, I can only do this, this, this. Well, I can get somebody 
to do that and something else for ten pounds, which you can't do. Sorry, mate, no job for you. And so yeah. that guy has to go home, no job. Yeah, well, he so, probably probably isn't going to be able to afford a home either, because he's got no job, no job at all. Exactly. I, I I agree with that. I can't find any um, demonstrable problems with that logic. I mean, for for me, it seems like oh, minimum wage. Obviously, it should be higher. And then um, I listened to this guy Peter Schiff. You know, you know yep. that guy, right? And yep. um, was talking about it, and uh, it completely made sense along the same lines as what you said. And um, yeah, I I agree that minimum wage. I mean. <laughs> People say that oh, I should be able to um, get a job that pays enough, because otherwise companies are just going to exploit people and um, and make them do jobs that really shouldn't be done. Some people might argue that. What about if if you can only do enough to um, pay someone? Like five dollars an hour, then you don't have a viable business at all. What would you say about that? Yeah, well, yeah, there's a case to be made there, but the, um, you know, the job that needs to be done, uh, maybe that that can't be done, and so if there is no body to do it, then the business is going to have to pay more until they get somebody who will do it. So maybe they they advertise it at five dollars an hour. And they don't get anyone. And the guy is going, I really need someone to do this job. Uh, okay, make it six. Still no one. Okay, come on. Okay, $7, $8. Until they get someone who's willing to do it for that price. Right. So that's how the market works. You know, you, you go to yeah. to buy anything. You, you want to buy a new fridge. Uh, one place is selling it for $200,000. You're not going to go there. Someone else is selling for 500 yeah. Maybe that's more reasonable for you. That's the same thing. You're buying you're buying someone's labor, the same as you're buying a fridge. Right. So you, yeah, it's up to you. And if if you want to spend five hundred dollars on a fridge, but nobody would do it for anything less than two thousand, you're going to have to pay two thousand. Otherwise, no fridge. Okay. Well. Um, okay. Let's say I'll give you another hypothetical scenario. Um, let's say you're a lovely kind of well-rounded. Southern Louisiana man, <laughs> and, which, I am. and yeah, which you which you am, and you got a <laughs> you got a um, you got a gerb, and in your gerb, um, a, a Mexican comes alluring, and and he offers to do your gerb slightly cheaper than you, and then your boss fires that guy and hires the Mexican. You feel mm -hmm. outraged, would you? What would you say about that? Would feel outraged. Um, well, I mean, depends. Is that guy? I assume he's allowed to be there. So, I mean, the should he not be allowed to be there? Well, it depends. Like, if he's if he's illegally there taking the job, then that's against the law. But if he's got a visa and whatever, and he's allowed to, then I mean, it's the same as the EU when certain countries join and people come along and they take jobs. At a lower rate than what people are used to, uh, there's there's competition, but you can't you can't do anything. Like, what are you going to do? Just sit at home and complain, or get on with it? If you if you think your skills are worth, um, you know, more, why? 
they're not. The market's changed because, you know, it's like if you had a 486 computer from 1995 that cost, you know, $5,000 to buy. And then this <laughs> new computer comes out in, in massive numbers for way cheaper. No one's going to buy your shitty 486 computer for, for that price. Now it's probably worth a dollar, not even that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, maybe, maybe you're, a, you're a better computer, but at that price, like, people are willing to take, you know, people are willing to take something cheaper if it does what yeah. they want. So you have to either you have to work for that price or you have to do something yourself to make yourself worth more than what you think you're worth. Right. So, so you can't you can't uh, you can't change the way it is. You just have to make yourself better. So you're a true believer in non-socialist free market capitalism. Yes, and okay. not many places, if any, really think along those lines anymore. Uh, I think using those labels is kind of people don't really understand what the words are when they talk about right. capitalism or socialism or whatever. Right. Um, you know, people say, oh, capitalism is these big corporations forcing me to do something. I was like, well, take the labels away. It's just you're, you're your own person that you can control yourself. And the only thing you can do is improve yourself to be worth more to the market. The market are the people that give you the money. So if you're not providing any value to the market because of you get a shitty attitude or you're lazy or you've got no skills – that's on you. It's not anyone else's fault that you don't earn enough money to live. It's your fault. So there's other people that earn good money. Why do they get money and not you? Because they right. have the skills and you don't. So, you know, you can get a university education online nowadays. You can just get certificates pretty cheaply. There's no excuse yeah. there's, to, um... to not working on yourself. Well, to play devil's advocate, what about um, people who are born with, say, a disability? Say, um, say someone like me who's born with very, very low um, social intelligence and can't get a job because I keep offending the, the other people, or I, or I don't have like an arm. What if I don't have an arm or something? Like, I physically can't do any job because my arms are both broken, and I don't have an arm anyway. So. Well, it depends. You know, there'll be a job for you somewhere. Um, I used to work with a guy who was uh, in a wheelchair. He just paralyzed from the waist down, but he could perfectly good uh, computer programmer. Uh, he was one of the better ones I've worked with. There's no, no reason he couldn't do that. Okay. Well, um, what if what if you're deaf, dumb, blind, and homosexual? All those four things. <laughs> well, um, I really can't do any job that I could think of. Uh, you could go and join the circus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's homophobic. <laughs> um, uh, what, no. what would be the attraction? Is, uh, <laughs> see this person like confused about what's going on. Like Just the, feeling their way around. The, the the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they have, um, there are charities. So, you know, char charities like uh, this is this is something I think is um, sort of not 
thought of in the world at the moment is that unless you force people to give money by taxing them, like by just taking that money and giving it to a thing, uh, people won't do it at all, ever, which is clearly not true. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of charities. There's plenty of money going to those charities, and they have a purpose. They have a, you know, valid purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's a theory that because, you know, government steps in and takes over a role of, you know, whatever the charity might be doing, people are less likely to give money to the charity that does that because, the, well, the government's doing it. Why should I give any more? I'm already paying tax. Yeah. And because right. the government is so inefficient at doing anything, uh, it kind of diminishes the output. Right. I, I heard that one one box of paracetamol in, in the UK, if you if you go and buy that at a uh, just a chemist, it costs mm-hmm. um, like 50 cents or something like that. 50p. Yeah, like 50p, yeah, 40p. And, and if you get it prescribed from the doctor, it costs you nothing, but it costs the taxpayer something like... I heard it was like 10 pounds. Yeah, so the the person goes in to Boots or whatever and gets the gives the prescription, or I assume it's via that way, um, gets the paracetamol. Okay, Boots have to fill out some form, I assume, to claim the money back. And then there's some bureaucrat here and bureaucrat there and blah, blah, blah. And their their time costs money, and so that's the ten pounds. Um, right. I don't know if that figure's accurate, but it does add up, and somebody's got to pay for those people's time. And I mean, if Boots just sold you the packet for fifty p, all the time that it costs them to put it on the shelf and run the till and everything is built into that fifty p. They're going to make profit on that, or maybe they sell it at a loss, leader, or who knows. But that's not my problem. I'm buying it for 50p and Boots is happy with that. There's no other cost. Whereas the bureaucratic cost adds up to 50, not 50p, 10 pounds or whatever it is. Okay. um, Should, have you heard of a, um, a practice called predatory pricing? It's like when um, Amazon, I think they, they deliberately like make huge losses on a whole line of um, some sort of product in order to destroy their competition. Then they just buy that competition for cheap after ruining their their business. Yep. What do you think about that sort of thing? Um, well, that's I mean, obviously, it's not very good for the business who's getting put up, put under. Um, that kind of thing is the. It's something bad that people do. Like I can't say anything good about it. Um, yeah, that's just part of freedom. It's like um, you know, uh, if you didn't have a government and corporations just did that all the time, that's obviously bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess if people really felt strongly about Amazon not doing this, then they would stop buying from Amazon. But um, they they don't. No one really cares because they can get a good deal at Amazon. And I guess that's the truest way of voting is voting with the money you spend. Yeah, exactly. People, people trying to control what other people do by making, you know, political parties in power that are going to enforce rules on lots of other people. Whereas um, I think I think when it comes to matters of environment and um, animal welfare, the government needs to be there and needs to prevent people 
exploiting. Like, say, don't dump your nuclear waste in the in the sea, sort of deal, uh, or don't you know kill and torture pigs so that everyone can have cheaper bacon. That I think yeah. we all have to say no one's allowed to do that, and the cost of no one being allowed to do that is the co- is that I'm not allowed to do that either, and that's that's fine with me. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, some things. It just just depends on on what the the mechanism that actually works is. So if it's like, you know, like the government bans drugs, but that doesn't stop drugs from being used and sold and distributed and imported. Yeah. So if you want if you want to protect animals, maybe government ban isn't the way to do it. But maybe well, it is. I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Hmm. Maybe. All right. Well, that's definitely a discussion for a, a time when um, when we don't have deadlines. But um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so your final answer is zero dollars an hour minimum wage. Yes, that's my final answer. Lock it in. So, are you familiar with the story of Benjamin Button? I think there was a movie of it. I didn't see the movie, but he got older or younger or something in the wrong order. Yeah, so the story is that he was born as like a 90-year-old man. And instead of aging from baby to old person and dying, it's the reverse. So he was born 90, and each day he just progressively gets younger. So in the story, um, you know, at some point he's the same age as his dad, and then at the end of the story, he's a baby, and then he dies, like, just doesn't exist anymore. Just a, and I'm apologies on the floor, um, maybe. But, <laughs> it raises way more questions than it answers. <laughs> um, so that's, that's generally the story. I don't think the ending yeah. was in, in the book. But um, so the scenario for you is, say you were born that way, uh, but you have all the memories and all the information and everything that you would have in your current life, getting to that age. But as you get younger and younger, you lose those memories and information as you would have learned them. So if you were, I don't know, say you were 89 when you learned how to play the piano, when you reached 89 and then 88, you suddenly can't play the piano anymore because you hadn't learned it yet. So you're losing Um, muscle memory progressively. Yeah. And eventually you go back to nothing. So how would you live your life having all that information and then knowing that you're going to eventually become a baby and then die. Well, I would, I would guess I would have no choice in how I'm going to live my life because I'll remember all the things like I go, Oh, I'm pretty good at piano. Oh, rapidly getting worse at piano. Oh, <laughs> can't do piano. Uh, this is when I was learning to play the piano, but you learn to play the piano by practicing the piano. So, I'll rapidly keep practicing the piano, get worse and worse at it. The more I practice, <laughs> and I'll just give up because I'm just useless at the piano now. <laughs> so life would be full of disappointments. I guess um, <laughs> at 89, when I've, when I've forgotten how to play the piano, I know I might take up uh, guitar, right? I go, oh, I'm not very good at guitar. I'm all right. Okay, uh, I'll practice a little. Oh, just, uh, the more I try, the worse I get. Now I can't even form a chord. Throw that away. I might just stop <laughs> doing anything. I might just watch TV all the time. 
<laughs> I don't know because I can't <laughs> produce anything because I'm just worse at things. I mean, <laughs> that's what would have to happen, right? Yes, I, I mean, guess because so. I can't go like, oh, hey, let's pick up the banjo. Oh, I'm really good at it because I must have only got that good by practicing a lot. So, oh, I'm going to go on the banjo. Uh, I'm just going to stop playing the banjo. But then that <laughs> means if I never play the banjo again, I never got that practice playing the banjo and never became good at the banjo. So <laughs> now the world is twisting and turning, and I'll try and find a way to manipulate that for my own gains. Okay, so instead of uh, consciously rewinding your life and watching it unfold, so pretend you, you live your whole life to 90, and then you're transferred to another dimension where you get to live 90 years all over again with everything mm -hmm. retained, and then you die uh, as a baby. So oh, you, can do, you can do new things if you want, but you just get oh. progressively younger. All right, yeah, well, I would just, it'd be awesome because I'm only going to get younger and have higher potential strength until I reach about the age of 25 or so, and then it's all going to slowly get, I'm going to get weaker and weaker, and then I'll just give up. But by that time, I'll be such an awesome grappler. Imagine I'll enter the kids' division <laughs> at, at, at any martial arts competition. and <laughs> With 150 years of experience. <laughs> yeah, 100, <laughs> yeah, 180 because I'll be entering as a zero-year-old, and I started my original time as a zero-year-old. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'll definitely dedicate a lot of martial arts. Can I die suddenly still in this, like, by a car hitting me? Yep, totally okay. mortal in every other way. Okay, then I wouldn't do any brain damage stuff. I wouldn't do any uh, striking. I would do um, lots of grappling, probably become a pretty good grappler. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, think that's really new grapples. Yeah, whole new types of grappling, which I I insist are still out there. We'll never know every possible submission. When you, when I first started, you've done some jujitsu and, and grappling, eh? And you uh, know about yeah. arm bars and all that. So really judo. Oh, okay, yeah. So well, you know, like you learn new techniques, like particularly submission techniques were my always always my favorite like the guillotine choke you got the metaleo choke you got um arm bar and you got triangle choke and all them um and it's cool learning all these new ways you can make another human like admit that right now they've got no choice but to give up and it's yep. it's pretty cool and and that person can be really 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 highly motivated like gold medal at a competition motivated to to escape and they still yep. can't escape and that's a satisfying thing learning all those different techniques and knowing that there are heaps more out there in the future for you to learn like mm -hmm. every time you oh, i've never seen this one before this is cool what does this do oh, it breaks the shoulder oh yeah and and that sort of carry on so i maintain that there are still new ones out there for us to learn that we haven't quite figured out yet and it's the job you of the dedicate your whole second <laughs> life to learning them. First, you must genetically engineer a new appendage, and this is how you break it. Let's put <laughs> it in a tail crank. <laughs> tail. <laughs> uh, I don't know what appendage I would I would want to break. If you had to break any one appendage, which would it be? Uh, probably my arm. Oh yeah. 
I would have gone for Little Toe, but I guess that doesn't count. Is it an appendage? Yeah, I didn't think that. Arm or leg, I thought. Maybe a testicle. A testicle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry. I re-introduced a new scenario in the middle of your scenario, which I hadn't finished answering, um, which is that I would do a lot of martial arts stuff and and have a very bright future in terms of my physical uh, ability. Because right now, I think we're both at the age where we realize that physical, you know, health is only on the decline from here on in, but mental yep. health only increases. And I guess happiness probably does too, which is yep. the, the cool thing is the saving grace of getting old. And I guess we'll summarize my answer, which is to utilize it for martial arts and other skills. And um, I, I guess that was the final answer. Lock it in. Lock it in there. Oh, very good. Very good. I th- very good. think the movie would have been much better if, uh, if it was that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like me martial arting people the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Brad Pitt, I think, is in the movie, and he just, it's like a love story. But instead, martial arts, it could be like Fight Club mixed with uh, Benjamin Button. <laughs> baby bites I mean I like to hear the, the roll call in Hollywood yep making a roll call we're looking for uh, young actors preferably yeah. under three who, who are very proficient with preferably more than a hundred years of grappling experience <laughs> so that they can grapple um, they'll probably have to CGI the baby's grappling yep it could be well, like that movie good. um Baby geniuses. Did you ever see that? I think I told you about it. Um, these, like, they were literally like one year old babies. And I think it's like some science lab has got them all in there because they're just these really super smart kids and they try to escape. And there's this one scene where there's literally like a one or two year old kid flips this adult over his shoulder. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous shit. Is it, is it one of those crazy wrist lock things? It's just, um, I don't even think it's, you can see the move. It's just like, just throws them over. Oh, is it um, like one of those? The bad guy. <laughs> so it just flies away. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> shitty movie ever. Oh, oh right. Um, is it one of those Indian movies with those crazy martial arts guys in them? No, but it's, it's pretty much that bad. Uh, it's an American movie. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Oh, man, my favorite Hollywood death scene. Have you seen the one where it's that guy creeping into the room with a woman and she shoots him like eight times and and it's all in weird slow motion, but you can tell the actors are just pretending to go in slow motion because they don't have technology to do actual slow motion. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, man. We've referred to a few videos, I guess, um, on, on YouTube now um, on this podcast, which is frustrating for everyone just listening to a podcast. Um, one of my best things to do about driving, something that improved my driving experience by about 80% is the discovery that you can listen to podcasts while you drive and being stuck in traffic doesn't really matter because you can just relax and just listen and sort of yep. be part of a conversation, I guess. Yep. I you listen agree. to audio books, right? Yeah, I have um, an Audible account. Oh, I had because... Um... They did this silly thing where they had like a, a summer special or something. And it's usually like eight pounds a month and you get one title, any title you want. So mm. you obviously try and get one that costs more than eight pounds. 
but they did this deal where they had like hundreds and hundreds of titles for like two or three pounds each. And I ended up buying about 40. And um, then I realized that I'm never going to get through these. Like some of them were like 80 hours for one book. Right. So I canceled my membership because I'm just like, I've got to get through these old, all these books. So yeah. that was maybe eight months ago. I'm still barely through any of them. So it's oh, a bit of a stupid so you move can still by them. listen to it when you've cancelled your account. Yeah, you get to keep all, all the titles that you've got. Oh, that's um, good. And then add podcasts on top of that. So I've trained myself to listen to them in double speed, which is <laughs> good. Oh, yeah, a few <laughs> apps. What, what podcast app do you use? Uh, just the iPhone one. Okay. In Bill's. Oh, right, yep. What are they called? Uh, Apple Podcasts podcast or something. Podcasts, yeah, podcast. that's it. Okay. Um, and this this scenario podcast is available on that um, platform, isn't it? Yes, and I listen to it, and I also listen to it in double speed. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Does it does it make the voices go... Or is it... Not really. It's, it's quite clever. It's not like, um, you know, when you're a kid and you flick that switch on your tape player and it's like chipmunks. Um, <laughs> it's, it's more clever. Like, it reduces the the sound between, I don't know. It, it doesn't sound ridiculous. It's just faster. All right. Uh, 1.5 is pretty easy. You're pretty, you're, you're racing through content there. Yeah. That's well, most good. podcasts, like, you know, like if you're going to listen to Joe Rogan or Sam Harris, there's not really a lot of meat in the, in the content. So you, you just plow through a lot of fluff, but eventually it just sounds normal. And then when you switch it back, like if you watch a YouTube video or something and it's on single speed, then they sound like a bit slow. <laughs> uh, do you find yourself Welcome. talking? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Skimmy Pete's scenarios. <laughs> Pretty much. Today. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's really <laughs> Uh, I guess, do you, do you find yourself talking really fast? No, nah, I thought I might do that, but I don't, I don't think so. No one sold me anyway. Oh. You, you've, you've always talked fairly fast for, for a human, I've found, yep. but not difficultly fast, where it's, um, you, you're going so fast that you're, you're cluttering your words and then stumbling too much over them and all that, which I don't really like, but you don't do that, which is good. Um, mm -hmm. You um, you asked to remain fairly anonymous on this podcast. How how much of about yourself do you do you want to share on this? Like your innermost uh, feelings, or is that too far? No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to edit out your name or anything. I'm probably not going to edit out anything. So if there's anything you don't want to say, probably just don't say it. Um, I, yep. I guess. No, that's fine. Um, how's how's your comedy stuff um, going? Is that something I'm allowed to talk about? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of I haven't done a gig for about a year now because oh, yeah. uh, all the feedback I'm getting is pretty much the same. Uh, and I recently did a public speaking course, and at the it's only in like nine weeks, and like one hour a week, um, like a Tuesday night. <clears throat> and um, we had to do a, you know, like a five-minute speech at the end, which I kind of did a 
mishmash of crap, really just trying a few different things for a minute here, a minute there. And the feedback again was the same. So I'm like, I've got to do something about it. So the feedback is basically that I'm completely uh, unenthusiastic. So I need to be <laughs> able to do something with that. So they... <laughs> Yep. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> very spot on. <laughs> so, um, so they recommend acting classes, but I'm not sure if um, that's the right thing to do. But yeah, so that's where I am now. So I don't want to waste any more gigs because eventually they're just going to say, look, this guy sucks. Stop putting him in. Uh, so it's, it's quite good here in Scotland. They've got a lot of open mic stuff. And they give you okay. they give you a fair amount of goes, bef- you know, before they say piss off. Um, one of the, one of the places I've been, I've been about two or three times. They they generally give you like fifteen to twenty goes. Yeah, which is really good. And you know, like the open mic nights, they pepper it with people who know what they're doing, and they've got like an MC. And so you know, people who go along, they're not going to just be bombarded with shit all night. They're going to have some <laughs> decent comedians. Um, <laughs> And they get they get told people are new, so the whole idea is that it's new people, so they're pretty open. And right. It's just just something you just have to keep doing it. Yeah, I guess it's it's a really healthy psychological thing, I think, to make yourself go in an uncomfortable situation, and it's the easiest thing in the world for someone to say, "Oh, that stand-up comic, he wasn't very good," or it's so easy because. Okay, now let's reverse the camera switch. You are about to get on on stage for your first ever stand-up event. You've never done yep. stand-up comedy before in your life. You were just a person who grew up. You went to school, perhaps. Then you got a job, perhaps. You you, you thought doing stand-up comedy might be fun a little while ago, and now you're on about to get on the stage. How do you feel? And just think about someone putting themselves through such a psychological trial where they're going to be judged by people and they're absolutely vulnerable and they have no recourse for that vulnerability. And you think, how brave do you have to be? And when you do something that's that courageous, I think what you're doing is you're swapping anxiety for you know, short-term anxiety for lack of long-term fear. And you get more and more comfortable with yourself. You more get a more strong... that you know, psychologically robust, I think. I mean, I've never done it, but that's that's what I, I think. Yep. I've done a couple of speeches and things, but that's not the same. I, I think you're right. Um, I listened to this podcast by a guy called James Altucher, uh, this American guy. Uh, it's mainly a business podcast, but he's a bit wacky, um, where he sort of, one day he just gave away he chucked out every single thing he owned and moved out of his house and he lived in Airbnbs for like two years. Um, and he only had like an iPad and like a phone and a couple of things. That was it. Um, he's written heaps of books and stuff. And then he's like, I, I live in New York. I'm just going to start doing stand up." And then he's like, over, he interviews like, you know, business people or uh, billionaires or all sorts of different people. And he keeps talking about how, He's noticed so many better impacts on every other aspect of his life since he started doing it. He's lucky living right. in New York. He can do it like three or four times a week. Yeah. Whereas here it's a bit more, you know, once a month is probably the best you could get. 
um, unless you're willing to drive to Glasgow and fly to London or something, um, which I'm not. But um, yeah, he's just saying it, like it just improves. It's, he's he couldn't believe how much he's improved in every other aspect right. just by doing this. That's so cool. That's that's pretty good. What's his name? James. James Altucher. A A L T U C H E R. What's his podcast called? Uh, the James Altucher Show. <laughs> okay. All right. Good thing you, you spelled it then. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, pretty interesting. He has um, some quite famous people on. Um, it's quite good. Yeah. As, as good as, obviously, it's not as good as Schemey Pete scenarios, but, you know, that's. Yep. Goes without saying. Is it as good <laughs> as Joe Rogan's podcast? Uh, I would say yeah. It's not as long. Um, it's a bit more content. Like he's well prepared with questions, rather than Joe Rogan just wants to chat and see where it goes. Yeah. But I say the caliber of guests are probably the same. Okay. All right. That's um, so. so I guess it um, borrows good good aspects from my um, my podcast and Joe's. Also, quite good podcast. Yep, I've yep. heard of Joe's one. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's the the biggest podcast. It used to be way back in the day. Ricky Gervais podcast was the first one I ever heard, and that was uh-huh. my favorite one. Um, I, I just love. I will listen to every episode a few times of the Ricky Gervais show, and um, I then got on to Joe Rogan because I knew him from the UFC. And yep. um, just listen to what he was saying. And I think he's just really good at getting others talking with the possible exception of Elon Musk, who yep. seems like <laughs> his hard work to talk to. Yeah, Did like, you see that one? Yeah, a couple of times I thought my phone had just turned off or something like that because he just paused <laughs> for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's... It's good of old Elon Musk to get on that show and talk about stuff, but he, um, yeah, I'll let everyone make their own opinion of him. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Are you pro Elon Musk? Yes, very. Yeah. What about pro Trump? Are you quite pro Trump? Uh, nah. Yeah. Um, the only, the only positive thing about Trump would be, uh, the results and I don't watch the news at all so I have no idea um, I'm on a low information diet which is working ah, very well nice good so you're not on Facebook three times a day updating your status with with information nope um, oh. I just I turned it off for ages um, and then Facebook had this thing with like current trends or something so you could you would always get the news somehow through looking at that but they got rid of it, so that helps. And yeah, I don't watch the news. I don't even have a TV. Don't watch anything on TV. Don't listen to the radio news. Don't watch, uh, don't read any news websites. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything specific that I want to learn about, I'll find like a, like there's some investment uh, newsletter like called Money Week. So I get that. And, Anything specific you want to learn about, I just su- subscribe to something specific just about that instead of hearing all the clickbaity, yeah, opinion y shit. Yeah. So it's just a waste of your life. Yeah. I like Reddit still. 
Um, but I find Facebook makes me less happy. What makes me feel less happy. And, um, you know, there's ways to try and combat that. Like recently I went through my Facebook and unfollowed almost everyone, almost yep. everyone, unless they're people who I actually talk to and at all. And I, I probably have unfollowed you, I'm afraid, but that doesn't mean I don't want to not be friends. I just would rather interact with you in person. So, yep. um, please don't take it as an offense. I, I really don't want that. I think there's a plugin you can get which blocks the newsfeed completely. So it's okay. just, um, you just get messages and you can look ads. people up or whatever. Yeah, ads. <laughs> just ads. Facebook, ads only. Yeah. <laughs> only ads. I only want to see ads. <laughs> it's getting so bad for ads now. It's just ad, 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 ad. And you just make the mistake of moving your mouse over an ad temporarily yep. while you're moving some clicking about to click on the close box or something and big modal pop up. Are you interested in this? Are you, are you really, you want to click on it? Yeah. Come on, come on, click on it. No, ask to give some more money to Facebook. Yep. Um, or something that you just bought and it's like, here's an yeah. ad for this. I just fucking bought it. Yeah. I'm not buying Switch another one. for these things. Yeah. That's where you meant to market as no longer relevant because you already own this product or service. Yep. That's, that's no. So how much of a database do you want on me and my habits? Um, mm. I've got this friend called Bevan. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's, um, he's just switched off all things other than the telephone. Okay. And the text message. I oh, actually has a messenger, but that's, he only uses that when someone tells him to do it on the phone. So it seems mostly phone call only type person, which is pretty yep. good. That's good. Yeah. A normal person <laughs> in yeah. the 90s. <laughs> Old fashioned person. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's healthy. A lot of people do that. There's um, uh, what's Aziz Ansari, that comedian. Um, yeah, yeah. He did all that. Oh, did he? He said it was really, really good effects from just deleting everything off his phone, just using it as a phone. Yeah, that's the way. Otherwise, you've got so much temptation to just look at it every time you have a pause in your life. You're on the toilet, you're waiting at a doctor's office. You go, yep. phone, phone out. Everyone else is on their phone. There's one person over there just sitting watching a child play, but every other human in this building is on a phone or a computer right now. So you're just scanning through your phone. You know, you're not really doing anything productive because you don't have time to dig into any sort of productive uh, process but you you're just really taking in some cheap dopamine like little scroll dopamine hit instant yep, gratification looking, looking for that little red one yeah or whatever number <laughs> zero oh. for me yeah yeah a little <laughs> <red> zero yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the color it should be yeah, tell us when we have succeeded in not having to, anything to do with facebook so yeah deleting <laughs> So if you want to delete Facebook, it's kind of good, but then there's the conundrum, like I'm making this podcast and um, sometimes I want, I want people to be able to hear it because I know if enough people hear it and enough people listen, then yep. one day maybe I can, um, I can do this a lot because, you know, you can monetize it when people listen, you can, you can get people to, um, I don't know, Patreon you, I don't know what a good way of monetizing is for now, but 
um, it'd be nice to just do this and not have to worry about uh, will I uh, if I do this you know five hours this week then I'm costing all my other projects this much time you know five hours so I won't be able to make as much income so I guess that's that's a little bit of a conundrum with social media because it has the illusion of helping helping your projects along in terms of publicity that's it we could just log in just to do that yeah log out that's roughly what I do at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it's kind of it's kind of treating everyone else like a product, though, isn't it? It's like saying I'm only using this to market to everyone. Um, yep, and that's all I want it for. I mean, if someone posts a photo of of their their dog or their kid doing something funny, uh, then that's cool. I like seeing that sort of thing, but I don't want to see an ad for KFC. Yeah. Know about KFC, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of KFC. I'm not suddenly going. Oh, I've seen a picture of KFC. Now I'm going to think about KFC. Now I'm going to eat some KFC. KFC, send me money. This is free publicity to my thousands and thousands of <laughs> listeners. So, um, God damn it, KFC, you better send me something. Whitaker's chocolate yeah. still hasn't got back to Brad. Poor old Brad. Oh, I'll, I'll chase them or something. Yeah, I wonder what they send. I don't know what they sell or anything. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a, like a chicken cleaver or something. <laughs> Maybe a tour of a torture farm where all the chickens are tortured yep. and then used in KFC products. They're probably not going to send me any product, any things now, are they? Yeah. Because I've just told everyone how they, they torture chickens, <laughs> which they do. You know, you know, yep. all these places that sell chicken, almost all of them, I think Peter Pit don't. They're the good ones, but everyone else they just sell the the cheapest chicken and bacon they can buy. They'll have a pig, a piggy wig, just sitting in a crate that it can't move in its whole life, getting sores and bitten by fleas and all sorts and its whole life, and then just getting tons of really unhealthy food, feeling crap all the time. If it gets too sick, it's a bullet. And if yep. it makes it to the right age, which most of them do then it's off to the abattoir and let's not talk too much about what happens there. Mm. I think that's where they kill them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, makes sense though, because when they go in, they're live <laughs> but really unhealthy pigs. When they come out, they're in packages with their yep. body parts everywhere. They're delicious body parts strewn around in, in packages. Yep, that's the, that's the lucky ones. Got to Did go, you? go quick. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, well, um, that was a little bit of a rant, but that's okay. You love ranting. And, <laughs> and it gave you a chance to, to come back with a, a great retort, um, such oh. as. Come on. Um, I still have not eaten McDonald's since oh, what, 2004. Ah, oh, since the scourge that we did. That's right. I've eaten McDonald's since then. But um, I remember for a long time, years, that I had never eaten McDonald's. Remember our, our slogan? I'd rather starve than eat McDonald's. You can have that McDonald's <laughs> for yeah. free. $50. Make it. Make it click. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to those weird guys like Grimace and the Hamburglar and all them? You don't see much of those guys anymore. I think they died of old age. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronald the McDonald is a clown. 
Yeah. I mean, they, they sort of went quiet about that guy, didn't they? Yeah, since that whole um, hit. You know, those people <laughs> were, like, running around chasing people dressed as clowns and stuff. They should they should have had a McDonald's um, ad, ad campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald so running around killing people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ronald was the actor who played the clown It in the movie It. Yeah. Did you watch the new <laughs> It movie? No, no, I haven't seen it. I like that one. Good. I liked it, yeah. I mean, I guess not everyone would like it, but I did. I thought it was good. And they're making another one, I heard. So they're set to ruin it now with a sequel. Because oh, there was a book sequel. Was no, there? It wasn't. No. <laughs> no, that was a joke. It, it won't stop no, it. Was a, <laughs> it was a sequel to the book. So the rest is complete, um, what, fan fiction? Probably, yeah. Unless um, they get probably, old Stephen um, King involved. They, they might do, because they did that to, um, <clears throat> what's his name, Thomas Harris for... Um, the Hannibal Lecter series, they, they basically bought the rights to the characters and everything for movies. So they told him that, um, you know, they said, either you're going to write this. He's like, oh, you know, I've written three books and that's where I want to leave it. And they're like, no, we're making another movie. So either you write it or we're going to get someone else to do it. And it'll be shit. Oh, so what movie was that for, sorry? Uh, Hannibal one? Rising. The oh, right. Point. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't and very he happy about it. That's right. I think he was more like, oh, I might as well be involved so they don't completely ruin it. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of, oh, at least they gave him the choice because once yeah. they buy the rights to the movie and you sell that knowingly, then fair enough, yep. they can do what they want. Yep. Yeah. Did you yep. watch that movie, The Hannibal Rising? Yeah, it was, uh, overall, I think it was good. But, uh, there's some, some strange things that don't make any sense. Like I know he was, he had that mask or something he was putting on his face. Like it was trying to link to the silence of the lambs, but he had no choice in the silence of the lambs, but to wear that mask. Yeah. He had absolutely, it wasn't like his, you know, yeah. it's like a superhero mask or something. It's yeah. just like, they just put it on so he couldn't eat anyone. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Another sequel. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Oh man, I don't like it when they do that that sort of thing. They shoehorn things in. I gave that yeah. movie maybe two and a half stars. I didn't like it oh, that yep. much. Yeah, um, I really liked um, the original. The original yes. was good, three and a half stars. And the one of the other ones, I kind of liked Red Dragon too. I thought that was good, even though that wasn't really Hannibal so much, although it was in it. I haven't Three I can't remember watching that one. I have seen it. I can't remember it. From memory, it felt like it was basically the same story again. Yeah. Even though it was first. Oh. I don't know. These, these Hannibal Lecter characters, uh, one of your favorite characters of all time, you model your look on him. I'll wager. Mm -hmm. Ah, that brings me to another administrative problem with doing a, um, a remote podcast like this. We need a photo together. Oh. I'll just I'll just use one of our old photos from Facebook. Ah, oh, God, I mean, I have to go to Facebook. That's all right. <laughs> I'll poach one from Facebook, and that'll be fine. Yep. No, they exist. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, super fun podcast. Thanks for um, joining me on this, and I will. Um, what do you want all the millions of listeners to do now that they've they've listened to you on this podcast? You get a free command. Oh. 
So the terms well, and conditions listen to the podcast and they they have to do something. You have to do something. This is another yeah. scenario. But yeah. real life. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't have any media shit to follow, so it's a bugger that. Um, uh, yeah, so what could you do? Uh, sort your own life out. Stop trying to change the system and change what other people are doing and blame other people for anything that's wrong with you. It's all your own fault. As <laughs> soon as you it. figure that out, then your life's going to get better. Oh, I like it. That's great sage advice from the wise and honorable Stephen Baker. <laughs> yes, asterisk, not the MP Stephen Baker. <laughs> no, so there's, a, there's an MP Stephen Baker. Yes, there oh, is. Okay. Oh, man. Do you follow him on Facebook? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Facebook's gone. Okay, so. I um, when I had Twitter, oh. I did tweet him a few times, but he didn't, um, didn't reply. <laughs> Yes. So if you are angry at any of the things um, Stephen Baker has said, <laughs> follow him on Facebook. He's also a politician. And yes. uh, yeah, let, let him know what you think you know, about the minimum wage and, uh, and all that. Go, go for it. And walking around nude in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Cool, man. Thanks very much. Okay. See you. Scenarios.